0: Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I am here with who? Brian Steele Medina
1: of Gemini Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been practicing that all, all day now, just waiting to say that? You know, I practiced uh that one time before our last one and it just it's just it stuck. <laughs>
0: well we're here in Las Vegas. We are in your studio. Your yes, domain. Sir. Yeah. So it's exciting.
1: You're like you're my uh first guest here.
0: I'm the first person to see the inner sanctum of Brian's creativity.
1: Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm I'm very excited. I just moved to Vegas um in February and so I'm just kind of starting starting a new thing here and playing and my roots and finding uh, finding my way, and it was good. So moving from California to Vegas, was that scary? You know, for the longest time, I was, I guess I would preach uh, about staying in L.A. and not leaving you know I used to kind of don't be a traitor and, and yeah, yeah I mean I moved to LA in 2000 um I've told you the story before you know with Ivan and we and we uh we made our way in California and you know everyone that was kind of part of that whole scene they either quit or the last man standing is still surviving you know right. so and then I reached a point where I realized about a year ago where I don't need LA anymore for the reasons why I went to LA like when, right. we, when we started Gemini Syndrome we needed to be in LA because we were going out and we were networking and that's how we met you know our manager and our lawyer and the labels and you just had to kind of be there to 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 get attention you had to be in the environment to make it work yeah and then the thing is is as soon as we had um Soon as it hit and we played those first couple of shows and we showcased, you know, we were, you know, we we went straight to the road. Right and we never looked back. And then the so the irony is is as soon as we like kind of, you know, I guess reached that threshold of where you're always trying to reach. You know you, and you never get there. It's like it's you're looking off and it's the event horizon and you're a band and you don't know what it's gonna be. You're like we're just fighting to get signed or we're fighting to go on tour and we're fighting to get to work with the label, or we're fighting right. to work with the producer, and then you finally get that and you don't get a pamphlet or watch some documentary. <laughs> There's or no instruction. Yeah. You, they just go, okay, cool. Uh, well, now you're going on tour. And then you get home like two years later and you're like wait what happened yeah (laughs) and then they're like oh well you gotta make another album and you're like oh uh, okay i guess i'll do that and then you go make another album and then they go and you're like okay well now what well you're gonna go on tour again for another two years and then you go do that and you come home and you're like i see what's going on here all i gotta (laughs) do is make an album every couple years go on tour and um that's my life now it uh it's like band should have
0: band 101 boot camp or something to learn how to navigate the waters.
1: i'm sure scientology has a very thorough introductory cult <laughs> video you know to kind of like to bring you in like right, now right. you're one of us you know congratulations right. you've yeah. reached the the eighth bridge and uh your thetan levels are are at an all-time low and we're gonna teach you about cthulhu you know and <laughs> it's like you, you get on the tour bus and it's like the magical
0: curtain opens up like it's the wizard of oz exactly and you're like, like, now you're one that's of much us that's
1: what's better because that won't offend people because i've joked about scientology and i've had scientologist <laughs> friends come up to me like dude Elon Hubber's a shit and like i don't know i just know that i did the thetan meter thing one time and i don't know wasn't for you uh, was not my not my jam
0: so you navigate the waters of of la you survive it long enough realize that it's just not needed anymore
1: yeah and yeah you, like i move out yeah my my our, our managers in toronto our labels based in new york i got my my lawyers in la but uh you know we hang out every maybe six months and say hi play some basketball grab some sushi but like most of our communication with our team is through emails and And phone calls. Electronic world. It's a new world.
0: And to be fair, by looking at it that way and realizing that where you don't have to be in LA to succeed as a band or to get the connections or be around the environment to do your stuff as a band, a lot of
1: bands now, they don't live in the same towns. Mm -hmm. And they create their music that way, too. That's that is very true that 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 is what we have done up until now however because we've done that twice even though the initial creation process is done through a lot of emails and dropbox and and long distance we are planning on this album to get together and get a lockout and jam throughout jam out all the songs thoroughly until we before we record them so that we can work out stuff that because what happens inevitably is if you write an album in the studio which we did on the second album after you play the songs out for for a while you're like oh man I would have done that feel a little different you start critiquing it you just you just like you could have done it better if you had more time to marinate on it so we're gonna try to get we're gonna try to marinate we're not gonna marinate it on like like tool status of marinating (laughs) but we're gonna (laughs) marinate it on it just a little bit to make it as awesome as possible
0: you know I think it's very cool the fact that you are using the technology in a good way and not in a bad way where you guys can do stuff a little more remotely you don't have to live in LA Uh, you see a lot of people now that are leaving LA LA rock bands and they're moving to Nashville and everybody's like well that's where country music's made well no that's where there's an office from every label on the planet and it's songwriter heaven exactly so you don't need to be residing in what's considered stereotypical rock
1: and roll land like LA was always well, thought the, of the thing here's what LA gives you is LA like going to LA and being in a band is like going to New York and being a theater actor correct like if you want to if you think that you're the poo-poo because you're the best band in Lincoln, Nebraska, right. it, might, it might serve you to get out there and put yourself up against you know, other bands that maybe are a little better than you. It's it's never good to be a big fish in the Little Pond. Correct. So throw yourself into the lion's den however you can. And it's real hard to do that all by yourself because no one's honest enough to like critique themselves the crowd will let you know the other bands will let you know people that come to your shows will let you know and they're, they're not going to tell you by by saying it they'll i mean some will they'll probably say it by walking out and not right. being there so you gotta that's how you
0: you'll you'll craft. you'll get the idea real quick if you need to improve your skill level or your performance or what have you you'll find out brutally honest and real quick
1: yeah and that's the best way to do it and the and and so if you're gonna if you want to be the best at what you do you got to go where the best are so and i I'm not saying necessarily that the best bands in the world are in L.A. I'm just saying that L.A. does have historically a, a very legitimate local scene. And it has always there's always going to be Sunset Boulevard. There's always going to be Whiskey. There's always going to be Roxy. I mean, maybe not. You know, they right. did tear down House of Blues this year. But right. And they tore down CBGB's. Right. So, all right, maybe I'm going to take that back. But, you know, uh, I've I've been in New York a bunch. I never lived in New York, but I spent a couple months there um, thinking about living there. And the music scene in New York is definitely, um, I would say, even more cutthroat. Than it's LA. aggressive. Yes. It's aggressive.
0: I mean, look, I you know I live in Boston, and we always thought that Boston was an aggressive music scene because of a school like Berkeley being there. You have so many amazing musicians in one town, and they're all good, and they're all competing for the same slice of pie that you are. So you might not make it. You're more likely not to make it than make it because of the environment. But yeah, New York's a is a mean, rotten,
1: terrible, to aggressive. know city. you're not going to make it quick and painful, like ripping off a band aid. Right. Something Suffering slowly in Aurora, Colorado just wondering <laughs> if like am I, I'm 45 and I'm still like, ah. Uh, I'm still I, playing the honky tonk yeah, down the street. Yeah, I mean don't street. get me wrong, we're the biggest local band here in my town. Right. It's like, right. you know, I mean it just depends on what your goal is, man. If your goal is to be a working musician, then you gotta set that as your goal. If your goal is to like have it be a hobby then that's fine, dude. Like I have nothing against people that want to do things for fun. Like that's rad. It
0: really comes down and, and I refer to it, I use this terminology for a lot, is it's the go Bigger go home so you, if you're going to make it you got to put all of it in there you can't just kind of screw around with it a little bit you really have to commit yourself and i mean sometimes yeah you have life where you have to have a job and you have to make an income and you have to support a mortgage or a family or something like that so you might have to do other stuff but if you're really planning on being a professional musician you got to put it all in there
1: yeah have you read the book um the War of Art. I have not. Have you heard about it? I have. That book is amazing, and it that it's focused exactly on that topic. Like, if you're an artist, you have to become a professional at what you're doing before anyone else will tell you you're a professional. Like, you have to be a professional to make it happen. You have to be a professional artist. You have to sit down and put art down, whether it's art, whether it's painting, whether it's music, whether it's sculpting, whether right. it's writing, like whatever your thing is. Like, you have to put that down because some
0: call it fake it until you make. Kind of like that, you know,
1: another another expression to say the same thing is you you act yourself into right thinking.
0: Yeah. If you think that you're a big deal and that you should be a big deal, then you need to act like you're a big deal. You know, otherwise it's never going to happen. So so you move, you come here, you realize that you don't need to be in that town, even though you had to go through it to survive, to kind of get your feet wet, to get the band going where you needed to get it going. You mentioned something here just a second ago, and there is new music coming for Gemini. Mm-hmm. Nothing official yet, but there is new music in the works, correct? We
1: officially have new music in the works. So I'll go it on is record. officially <laughs> it that is you officially have new music coming. officially underway. Yeah. I mean, that all that's worked out. Um, we are, I mean, we've done our last, we've done our only two albums in Las Vegas with right. Kevin Churko, with Kevin And Kane, and um, so another reason why I came to Vegas was because I would always come to Vegas to work. Right. So the so for me to come here was a no-brainer. And ironically, now we're going to record a third album in LA, but we're still going to work working on it out here.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You move here, dude, and you're going back. You're backtracking here. No one. You guys are very mysterious. You can't figure out where what your next move is going to be because it's unpredictable.
1: It's mysterious on a West Coast level, but if you look at an entire globe. I'm just like to- toggling back and forth like a right, like right. a like like a Adderall ridden like, like what do you call it a pinball right. like between okay. Vegas and LA and Arizona like
0: so new music's officially coming and I assume playing out again
1: yeah well the goal is to um, write a very thoroughly uh, worked out album we're not trying to rush it like that was that we we felt a little bit of it, we didn't we weren't necessarily rushed by anyone on the last album. But but we did write it fairly quickly. And once it was written, we just did what we thought we should have done, which is go in and record it and then go on tour. But, which is great. I don't even, uh, there's no but to that. But on this one, we just really want to take our time and and explore some new territory, you know? We feel like we've established what Gemini Syndrome is to ourselves. And now that we have that, there's definitely, if you you have like a, a, a nice big picture of yourself, you can kind of see the areas in your life where you want to explore or like fill in something new or right. do something different. And then you also know what works and what's really good and your favorite parts about yourself. So we we definitely can kind of see where, you know, we want to go with this, with this next album, Um where we're going to like double down and go extra hard on the things that we feel really good about and where we want to branch off and explore some different territory.
0: It's good. Now you guys, you're doing that now super creative stuff. Now you're getting a chance to be a little more introspective.
1: Yeah. And, you know, for the first time we had, have a real uh, guitar player you yeah. know what i mean i, I mean and that, that that's in no way a a, a, a a slide on on mike or rich but uh, on this on the last album because i mean the first album was was mike and rich and it was terrific and they're amazing musicians but on the second album it was just three of us right so we all kind of went in and and did that for ourselves right. you know and and so the 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 sound of the second album was very much the 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 core of the remaining members of Gemini syndrome. And it was real hard for us to, to really find that, that missing piece, you know, because, you know, I, uh, you know, from my perspective, Aaron and AP are such strong, um, forces in what they do. I always felt like, you know, how am I, how are we ever going to find that equal amount of intensity and individuality in a guitar right. player? You know what I mean? Especially in a new guy, you know, right. what I mean, so so it was really cool that it worked out where with Meeks coming in because I've Meeks has been one of my best friends for we're gonna you know coming up in another couple of years, it'll be twenty years. So he's like family. Like right. literally couldn't be any more, any more like family. And not only would I, do I tr- trust him and love him on like a human being level, but just as a musician, he's, he's my definition of a rock star. I'm like, he's, he's so, in, so unique and so individual and so creative and so expressive and doesn't give a shit about the rules. And that was, <laughs> that you was, you mean there's rules in rock and roll? Yeah. Well, a lot of people now, especially when you get to this level, they try to follow formulas and they try to do things this way or that way and everything becomes a copy and paste plug in and uh, and you know it's like dude sometimes you just need someone to go up there and like smash a guitar and like use a talk box and like use you know filter uh, the, the pickups through a chaos pad you know what I mean like you guys
0: have a chance to get a little more introspective this time around you're gonna take it a little slower and craft the album that you think maybe you didn't have the chance to the last time around that's a really good way of putting it you're a you're a poet I, I had no idea uh, and then when do you anticipate that this
1: album would be available for the uh, the listening uh, audience. I mean, we are realistically aiming at, uh, at towards the end of two thousand. Uh uh, of this year or the beginning of next year or at least you because know, there's a whole there's a November process. through January thing to where if, if it's not ready for October then it's going to have to be next year it'll, it'll drop into the next yeah, year but yeah. we're, you know I think we're going to just for the most part just lay low uh, keep a low profile work real hard on the music and you no, know, we got some cool little things happening here and there we got some b-sides coming out we got some um, we're playing a couple festival shows putting out some new merch stuff that's kind of uh, related to the new album concept and stuff kind of uh, a teaser so we're we're uh we, we have a lot of different things in, in the working process right now. And so we're just putting it out little by little and, and making sure that we're uh we're focused on the on the task ahead. Awesome.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man.